Stop. <laughs> Play the music. Stop. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get started. Yeah, wow. And we'll actually switch up. Uh, welcome to End of the Night Podcast. We've been sitting here talking for 23 minutes 23 this time. Minutes. We wow. usually have about 10 minutes, but now we're 23 minutes. But instead, I think we're going to kind of continue on what we've been talking about, but just ask a quick question for you guys. We were just talking about The Flash. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't seen it, just wait for DVD. Um, but if you <laughs> have seen it, we're going to go real quick. What do you guys think if we, if they, the entire DCU got rebooted, who would you pick to be your Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and The Flash? Mm. And even Green Arrow. How old Gosh. is Batman? Yeah. How old is Batman? We're going to say 30s. We're going to say 30s. In my opinion, we origin story it all, and then I'm choosing a younger actor. Yeah, same. That's like my opinion. Okay, so who's your Batman? We were just we were just talking about Jensen Ackles. I still I don't know that Jensen Ackles can bring the bravado to Batman, but who do you think would actually play a really good Batman? I think, and see the difference when we're talking about age. I think John Hamm would be a great Batman. Oh, so old though. But he's yeah. so old. So. I, okay, here's my this is my favorite actor by the way, and I think if you pick up Batman, thirty, I think anywhere from twenty five to thirty, five, this person could play him really well. Jake Gyllenhaal. He's too big of an actor. Too big. I could see that, though. I can get on board well, no, with I would see him playing Nightwing. Yeah. I could yeah. see him play, probably better play that. Nightwing. I could see him, after seeing him as uh, uh, in the Spider-Man movie as Mysterio, I could see him playing Green Lantern. That whole persona just makes sense after seeing him as Mysterio. Yeah, I just really like Jake. He's a good actor. <laughs> I wanted to be my favorite. JG. But he, he was on I, the I short get, list recently. But, but yeah, I can get was. on board. I can get on board with Jensen Ackles, honestly, for Batman. All right, so what about Superman? Oh, man. Superman. It's going to be some un, like no-name actor. Very similar like how Heath Ledger. He was a kind of a known actor, and then he really got pushed into the role Joker. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's hard, just, isn't it? <laughs> it's tough because like, I would just bring back Henry Cavill. He was just such a good Superman, and he loves comics. If you could erase, nerd. if you could erase all of the Snyderverse and, and go, start over and start over, and yeah, nobody Henry and he Cable, didn't, yeah. But I mean, he just has the, he looks just like Superman. And yeah. I, I would keep Gal Gadot probably as Wonder Woman. Yeah. But who would you? Because yeah. because some of us have but already seen the Flash. Restarting. Who would you restart with the Flash? Mm. Grant Gustin, just take him from the CW. No, no, it has to be something completely new. Nah, completely but, new. But it I don't would lie. work. I've never seen work. the Flash. It's I've never so seen good. That, uh, the TV Flash. But I, that guy in his pajama underwear suit looks. It just looks terrible to me. So here's the here's the, here's the two that I think about that could play the Flash. Okay. The one, this one guy he played. Uh, he's in the new MacGyver show. I think it's on NBC. Yep. Okay, I can get with. I forget that. his yep. name, but that I that can guy. picture his name. I, I, or his. I can picture his face, but I don't know his um, name. It's that guy about. or the guy that plays um, on. Oh, it's that CW show. Um, Art, Artie? Artie? What is it? The one where he's got red hair? Oh, how about this? I have no idea. Mr. Uh, what's his What's his name? Mr. Badgett from you. Put him in the gym for about six months, get some muscles on him, shave his, shave his face, fix his hair. See, I think differently. I think he could play a good either Joker or Riddler. Sure. But Anyways, let's yeah. uh, jump in that time of the uh, week. I don't know if Pastor Austin, because Pastor Austin's been out. Welcome back, Pastor Austin. Do you Ooh. even uh, potentially have a culture corner? Um, just like the idea is good leaders inspire with hope, and uh, they equip with habits. Mm. So you need you need hope to get you where you want to go, but you need habits to get there, right? So mm. uh, if you want to be a good leader, 
everyone everyone that's listening to this, regardless of who you are and what you do, where you where you're listening from, everyone has people that you come in contact with that you quote unquote lead. Okay. So uh even even like at your workplace, you can lead the way in your attitude. Like it doesn't have to be someone that you actually lead. You can inspire people with hope by encouraging them. Mm-hmm. So um I, I think that encouragement is one of the best things that you can do, and it's free. Yeah, it doesn't cost yep. you anything. It doesn't mm-hmm. cost anyone else anything. Uh, it's very intentional. It, as long as you're specific with it, it's very. I mean, it can. It's it, in my opinion very authentic as as to like what you're trying to get across to people. Uh, and if we're really honest, I think you can, we can get in the bubble of heart and soul sometimes, where it's like it it feels like people are encouraging a lot. But, like, you get outside of that bubble and you get into the real world and most people are not encouraged at all, ever. And so if you have the opportunity to inspire with hope by encouraging somebody, even just one nice statement or a text or a call or, you know, you want to go really hardcore, you know, write a letter, any of those kinds of things, I think that that's super important to inspire hope in people. And then uh, if you're leading people, you equip them with habits, right? So like if, if you're inspiring somebody, that's great that you're encouraging them. That's, that's awesome. But then on the flip side of that, especially the people that you actually that like directly report to you, let's say you need to help them by equipping them with specific habits to get the job done. Mm -hmm. So uh, we can give an example like here at, at the, the office where we're recording right now is, um, we we schedule our week now, um, and we have different we have different days that our primary focus are different things. So Monday is Make It Better Monday. These are these are like specific habits that we installed that like help us as a team do what we're supposed to do and get it done. So Mondays Make It Better Monday. So we do a lot of meetings. We do staff meeting. We try to look at things and make it actually better, not just like oh Sunday's coming, it'll be all right. Um, <laughs> Tuesday is Tackle Tuesday. So, like, it's like, what's the big stuff you need to do? Okay, we're going to tackle that today. So, like, Tuesday is my writing day. So I come in, and I will write my sermon for the next week, and I usually won't leave until it's written pretty much done. Um, Wednesday is Work On It Wednesday. So, like, what can we do to edit, to work on stuff? Like, a lot of times you work in it so much that you don't get a chance to work on it. So separating yourself from being in it all the time to step back and say, okay, what can we work on and make better? Like, if we change this one thing, what what one thing could we change that could cascade and change a lot of things? Yeah. So um, Wednesdays I'll, like, edit my sermon, send out podcasts to try to help people grow or whatever. And then Thursdays, transfer of information Thursday. So it's like, okay, if anybody needs to be contacted for Sunday, it needs to happen on transfer of information. So like Tristan does a good job of this of like with the the band, uh, sends out voice memos to specific people about like, hey, here's the the specific transition. Here's this information you need to know, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I think that's like been super helpful. So anyway, inspire with hope, but equip with habits. That's all I have. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, then uh, let's get in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's your favorite jingle. It's the worst thing ever. Dude. It's the worst thing ever. Hey, here, okay. Here on, on air, here's your opportunity to put a request in right now to Pastor Austin. It's not happening. <laughs> Listen, this that jingle is the most most us thing I've ever heard. Okay. 
You want to you want to go to a jingle that's like dum, bum, bum, dum, bum, bum, like something that's super serious? No, no. get out of here, bro. Or the Congo. Or, like, so or like super generic. But that is just, it <laughs> it's just makes fun. me cringe every time I hear it. It's because it's your voice. <laughs> yep. You made that up on the spot, though. I did. I did. That is an original Tristan Hayes jingle right there. Yep. Yep. I'm did you get paid for it? it. No, no it's, 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 it's already trademarked by the end of the night. That's right. That's crazy. <laughs> Heart and Soul Church ain't known since. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. I don't remember signing uh, signing any contract about that. So. Mm, must be some daddy no. issues. Uh Speaking of Father's Day was this last Sunday and nice. our very own Tristan, uh, I believe the last name I'm pronouncing correctly, it's Hayes, correct? That's right. It's not chair. That's right. That's it's not, chair. not cow. It's, uh, it's something like that. But we had a really good <laughs> message on Sunday from Tristan Hayes. So Tristan, um, you, you uh, I would say was one of the uh, shorter uh, okay. ends of the messages and you'd even said you were like guys it's gonna be shorter than pastor austin's and it was i did say that you I did said, say that i said pastor austin you know he's at his dad church dad's church this week probably given a uh, sermon that's twice as long and twice as good as mine so whatever <laughs> uh, <laughs> i did say it exactly like that and I was correct. Actually, his his message was about three times as long as mine. Yeah, and well, no, yours is about twenty five minutes. Twenty one minutes and forty one seconds. I yes. said it was about twenty five minutes. I was trying to give you the extra four. I appreciate that, but <laughs> I'll give you the extra four because when you're on stage doing the salvation call, that's okay. There you I go. appreciate that. There you go. Yeah, there yeah, you go. There so, so yeah. So with Sunday, is there anything that you would like to revisit? from Sunday before uh, Pastor Austin and I kind of drill you on some things? I mean, let's just, let's jump right into it. I mean, I had a, I had a bunch of extra scripture that I had thrown in there just as like personal reference for me, just a bunch of a scripture about like adoption. And like, I used one scripture, but like I have like five or six different scriptures that all talk about this idea of adoption. So it wasn't like in, in the moment, I guess it kind of could have, could feel like oh he just cherry picked that one verse but there are literally like 10 of them that talk about adoption which like if you've read your bible like you know that yeah. but if you haven't then you wouldn't know that um so i mean there's that but i mean we can jump right into it is what i'd say well let's jump in yeah so what's some scriptures that uh really resonated with you even further for being uh not just adopted but adopted by god yeah um so i really loved uh there's a couple of them. So Ephesians 1, 3 through 9, John 1, 9 through, through 13, Galatians 4, 4 through 7, and then John 16, 7 and 8. Um, and I think I, mm, they all were really good. But I think the one that probably I liked the most out of those that I didn't read was Ephesians 1, 3 through 9, which is praise be to God. Uh, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Like, oh, that's just so good. Yeah. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will uh, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the ones he loves. Uh, and then, I mean, it goes on from there. But, like, specifically those verses, gosh, it's just like... Just so, like, so, so, so good. Yeah. When I think about, when I think about adoption and I, when I think about the idea that I talked about of like him choosing us, like he predestined us for adoption 
to his sonship through Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, and your main points were uh, you get a new identity, new courage, and you've been activated. That's right. So when you say you've been activated, you, one of the things you said is you've been given per, per, basically permission to act as if you are a child of God. Mm-hmm. Expand on that a little bit more. Yeah, so basically in my mind it was like this idea of like, especially if you're a new Christian, you may not know exactly like, oh, what things are right and what things are wrong. What exactly am I supposed to do now that I'm a Christian? Because, I mean, if you've lived your life for 25 years not a Christian and you all of a sudden become a Christian, you're you're probably going to walk away from that, yes, changed internally, but externally, like, you're probably still cussing every other word if that's what you did beforehand. Mm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's this idea to, like, in my mind, to keep that at the forefront of your mind. Like, when that does happen, oh, you know what? Like... I'm a Christian now. What would a Christian do in this in this situation? And then acting in accordance to what you think what you think at that moment, but then also like it's like multi layered. So acting in accordance to what you think at that moment a Christian would act like, but then conf- confirming it later as you're reading your Bible and you're in prayer with like, did I act right in that situation? How do I need to act if that situation comes up again? Like that was the idea in my mind. Like. Just have it at the forefront of your mind when you're making decisions, when you're in these different situations that, oh, you are a Christian now. So, like, act like a Christian. Act how a Christian would act. So Yeah. And we talk about how people often have even some issues of even reading the Bible. Like, they they, they think they know how to act like a Christian. They just assume, oh, if I just do good things, if I just, you know, if I don't cuss or if I don't you know, get drunk on a Saturday night, if I don't do this, I'm I'm a good Christian. And are they really following like anything in scripture yeah. related. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's why I say that is like it's a little bit multifaceted of like if you don't know in the moment that's all you can do is think this is what I think a Christian would do based on what I know, based on what I think God would like. That's where afterwards you have to go to your Bible. You have to be in prayer with the Lord and like figure out did I react right here? Is this is this the way a Christian should have reacted? Is this the way I should have reacted or because I just don't have knowledge of it yet, because I just don't know yet, did I react wrong and need to change yeah. for next time? So, When I loved, like, also, like, one of the things you opened up with was that you walked in school after, you know, you were adopted, and it was funny, you said it was the seventh grade, and you're like, you were, uh, are you were seven, you were seven oh, year old? Seven years old. Yeah, seven yeah. years old, and you were walking like around, you were like, second or third grade, yeah. Tristan Hayes, and That's like, right. you were walking around because of, you had this, this moment of just, you were, you were not only encouraged by it, but you felt empowered. Because you were someone's. Yeah. And I think that often we can forget that we are gods. And we can forget, like, when we look at situations in life, uh, it doesn't matter what it is, we can forget, like, oh, yeah, my God is bigger than all this. Like, my God's for me, not against me. My God loves me. A lot of people like to look at, like, even especially the old versions of, like, the Bible and the Old Testament of, like, oh, this wrath-filled God. But God was the same then as he is now. Yeah. It was always in love and admiration for us. And it was always that... Hey, if you know you can say this or that, whatever, but I'm still a child of God, and yeah. it gives you that power to walk through your day. It, it activates your day by calling out the fact that you are a child of God. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that. Yeah, you got anything to add? I know. <laughs> I mean, I would assume you listened to it on your way back from West Tennessee. If you didn't, I'm kind of sad, and then I'll go cry about it later. But it's fine. no, I, I did. I did okay. listen to it. It was very good. You did a great job. Wow, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't have anything to add. 
Okay. Yeah, I think you did a good job. I liked I liked the whole act as if um, paradigm there. I think uh, one thing to remember when you if you're you were you just mentioned you know you live 25 years one way and then you give your life to Lord and then like oh crap what do I do like how do I change you know whatever yeah so I think it's important to remember too that when when someone says yes to Jesus I think in a lot of ways the voice of the Holy Spirit in their life to convict them of the things they're doing wrong is louder than it will probably ever be. Mm, yeah. So let that sit for a second. Let me think about that. So you say yes to Jesus. You start to follow him. You receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God is inside of you, living inside of you, helping you to navigate what do I do, what do I not do, uh, convicting you of the way you were living so that you can then change. So I think remembering that is very important as well when it comes to the acting as if. So when, and this is important for those that are listening right now that aren't new believers too. A lot of times we will be so consistent in not listening to the Holy Spirit that the voice gets quieter and quieter. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you're, it, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a good place to be. Don't want to be there. Um, and so just just remembering when it comes to the spirit in the flesh, right, is what you feed grows. And um, after adoption, you want to make sure that you're growing in the right ways. You want to feed the spirit and you want to starve the flesh. Yeah. So you give your life to the Lord. You're cussing a lot. We'll go with that example still. And, like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that, like, this is not encouraging speak, let's say, whether you've read the Bible or not. Yep. And uh, you start to feel, like, this weird feeling in you that after you do it, you feel kind of bad about doing it. That's conviction from the Holy Spirit. It's like, okay, well, this is not the best way to live. This is not the optimal way to live based on this feeling I have. So how do I need to change that? Well, I act as if. I act as if I am listening to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and by acting as if, you actually are. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that's important, like, to remember as well. And uh, that's why, in a lot of ways, when you first get, give your life to Christ, you're you're full of zeal mm, yeah. for the Lord. And you're, you know, everyone you see is someone that needs to give their life to Jesus. And everyone, everyone you come in contact with is, like, someone that needs love and you're so excited, and then, you know, we talked about it a few weeks ago, you hit a wall. And then a lot of people hit the wall because they stopped listening to the Holy Spirit. Or a lot of people hit the wall because, like, they're not seeing results from all of the seeds they're planting. They're not getting the fruit back yet. And it's just remembering that the the act as if is just obedience. Yeah. Obedience, obedience, mm. obedience, obedience. It's show up again and show up again and show up again and be consistent and be consistent and be consistent. And... um the fruit comes when you just you just take care of the root, right? So, like I said a long time ago, before you get fruited, you got to get rooted, mm. and that's just so true. Like you just got to keep caring for what God wants you to do, and then when the time is right, He will lift you up. Yeah, and um, and so many of us are so focused on myself included. Like we get so focused on the fruit in our life or the lack thereof that we decide to give up on everything else because it's not giving the fruit we wanted. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe maybe it will one day um, when God is ready. That's yeah. Galatians chapter 5 or 6. And um, when the time is right, he will lift you up. 
your only responsibility really in all of life is obedience to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is to think- act as if. And then the rest, God, God does what God is going to do. And you're going to see people that like skyrocket and they just like a flash and it's incredible. And like, man, like God's doing so many amazing things in their life. And that, that happens. And, uh, what you can't do is you can't get jealous of that because the moment you get jealous of that, you take your eyes off of what God wants you to do and you put your eyes on what God's doing in their life. And then you never get what God wanted to do in your life because you're so focused on what God's doing in theirs. Yeah. And, um, I think we get so focused, like you said, on the fruit of it, of like getting the apple from the apple tree that we forget the tree has to grow first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get yeah. this like idea, this illustration of uh, like think Mission Impossible. You know, like whenever the the music starts, it's always got that little wick that just caught the fire mm-hmm. and it starts going. I feel like that's what happens when you were talking about with the zeal with like a new Christian mm-hmm. is that they, they finally figure out they're activated. They have a new mission in life. Yeah. And so it's like they get sparked and there they are. And so there it goes and there it goes and there it goes. And we can see everybody's like everybody's on fire. Everybody's moving. It's still going. This, this wick is just burning. And it's getting to the point where maybe that, of course, in Mission Impossible, it's more like an explosion that happens. Yeah. But basically, you know, for us, it's more like, and it's like that whole thing is our purpose and our calling. Mm-hmm. And we keep going and we get focused on somebody else's that we either smother the flame on our own wick or we even we can cut it off. Yeah. And then we sit there and we're like, God, I just I want to feel like I want, I want to be on fire for you again. Yeah. And we're just wanting something to just light that wick again, light that flame in us. Well, yeah. I mean, even continuing with that illustration, too, is like some people, they give their life to the Lord and the wick is shorter. And so they get to the 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 explosion that everyone loves to see. They love to see the church explode and, Mm -hmm. you know, people's lives change and they love to see someone step into their calling of what they're supposed to do and get on stage and start the business and be the CEO and make a lot of money. They love to see that. But what we don't see behind the scenes is some people's wicks were shorter. So they got there faster. And if your wick is really long, you're going to get there. But the only way you're not going to get that (laughs) there is if you Mm self-sabotage. What's the quickest way to self-sabotage is to look at somebody else. Mm. And you're just not going to get there as soon as you start looking at somebody else. I, you know, p- personal example is like we started the church, and what we could do is there's there's people that started the church, on started their church in different areas the same day we did, and um, what I could do is we could look at the churches that have shut down since then, and and feel really good about ourselves, hmm. or we could look at the the church that started from a young adult ministry in the same town with a thousand people and was given money from transformation church in Oklahoma. And like, like we could look at that and feel really bad about ourselves. Yeah. Or we could just look at ourselves Yeah. <laughs> and what, you know, uh, author Jordan Peterson says is com- compare yourself today to yourself yesterday. And like, if you will just do that consistently and just keep on grinding and keep and keep on growing and keep on moving forward, then, um, there's, there's nothing that's going to prevent you from stepping into all that God has for you. Yeah, that's good. So keep, keep pushing forward. And, um, when the time is right, God will lift you up. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I'll tell you what. All right. So this is the end of the first episode. We're going to cut this off right after we've talked about like sermon dive, but there's going to be a part two, which will be an extra teaching of the week from pastor Austin. That's right. So don't miss it. It will be coming up next. Well, it's not a plan teaching though. So it's not a plan teaching. If I said something wrong, please don't, (laughs) don't cancel me. (laughs) So you get, you get blessed today to have two pods drop in one day from into the night. This has been Jamie to Shane, Austin, 
Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> Coleman. And Tristan Hayes. And Tristan Hayes, guys. Peace out.